Welcome to Scanner School to session 173, Encryption Workarounds. All notes from today's podcast we found on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 173. Today's podcast is sponsored by our two brand new training courses. Our free SDR course, The Ultimate Beginner's Guide to Software Defined Radio, will get you started with SDRs in an afternoon. We will show you what hardware and accessories to buy to get started with Software Defined Radio. Then we'll show you the step-by-step how-to to install the drivers, tune your first frequency with SDR Sharp, and then have you monitoring digital at the end of this free course. Our advanced course continues with beginner's course left off and levels up your SDR experience. In this course, you'll learn even more about software-defined radio. We will show you how you can substitute an SDR for your high-end digital scanner, how to monitor HD radio, monitor trunk systems and overhead data with Unitrunker, and even how to monitor all the talk groups on a system and never miss a beat with SDR trunk. You can sign up for both courses at courses.scannerschool.com. Before we start this week's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon supporters. Patreon is a month-to-month sponsorship platform. We have three different support tiers, each with different benefits. But the most valuable tier is our $5 a month tier. This equates to sponsoring the podcast for about a dollar per episode. Now, not only do our $5 Patreon supporters receive the podcast early, but they also receive a commercial-free version of the podcast delivered directly to their podcast player. Some may say that the included squelchy sticker pack that is mailed to your home is the best benefit of the $5 level, but I think it's the community or the club that is growing at this level. You see, we meet once a month on Zoom, and we have a roundtable discussion about scanning, ask questions, offer advice. Some of the members are answering other people's questions, and we just talk with our fellow scanner school classmates. This is an exclusive group for our $5 Patreon members. Now, again, if all this wasn't enough at that level, you'll also receive discounts to upcoming Scanner School courses and offerings. Now, you can help support Scanner School by going to www.scannerschool.com slash Patreon or www.scannerschool.com slash support. Now, I'd like to thank all of our Patreon supporters at all levels, and they are Blurpy Benner, Brian King, Buzz Gold, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Dave Pasco, David C., Danny Crotty, Ed Walsh, Eddie K., Edward Bramblett, Evan Barak, Gary Fletcher, Guy Lee, James Broxson, James Felling, James Peruta, Jeff Block, Jenny Taylor, Jim Heinrich, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Kroger, Paul Teal, Raymond Hill, Richard Armstrong, Robert, Robert Kanzler, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Signals Everywhere, Tim Mazza, Todd Glendi, and William Arcand. Now let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. Hey, how's it going? My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and my amateur radio call sign is W2LIE, and welcome to Scanner School. This podcast is here to teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby, and we are continuing our quest to help you with your scanner radio questions. So if there's something about this hobby that has you stumped, please fill out the form at scannerschool.com slash ask, or while you're there, press the speak pipe button or leave us a voicemail at 516-308-2885 so we can answer your question on a future Ask Scanner School episode, which airs on the first Tuesday of every month. Now, again, if you use the speak pipe or our local 516 number, one lucky person will win a free tutoring call 
just for being brave enough to come on the podcast and put their voice out there. Okay, so let's talk about the topic of this week, which is encryption and how to work around it. And today's podcast is going to be one of those tough love style conversations because a lot of people complain about it. Boo-hoo-hoo, right? My favorite police department, my local county, my yada, yada, yada is one encrypted and there's nothing left to listen to. Give me a break. <laughs> now, if that's you, listen, listen. I'm going to defend my stance here, okay? I get it. I completely get it, right? My local police department here, the county, and 99% of all the villages in the county have turned on encryption for years now they've been encrypted okay i get it i feel your pain i understand yes they took it away from us they took away something that we enjoy listening to right it's not fair it's not right we have our rights to listen right you can make the argument all you want okay that's not the point on the podcast is to get political and et cetera, et cetera. If you want to make changes, go ahead and, and write to who it is you have to write to. Get people organized and make your case, right? Whatever it is you want to do, however it is you want to get it done, okay? We're not part of that right now. We are part of getting you through that pain and getting through it, right? It's kind of like... The bad boyfriend, girlfriend, the bad relationship, I'm never going to date again, you know, they broke my heart, yada, yada, yada again, right? Yada, yada, yada. It feels like, feel like a lane from Seinfeld here. So it's just because your favorite TV show goes off the air, and again, some of you have heard me say this before, I'm going to say it again. Just because your favorite TV show goes off the air, does that mean there's nothing left to watch on TV? Do we take our big screen TV and drag it to the curb and let somebody else take it off our curb or let it go to a town dump? No. We've got plenty of other things to watch on TV to keep us occupied. What happens if our favorite magazine is no longer printed? I mean, I can name, was it Monitoring Times and Popular Communications Magazine? Two scanner radio magazines, just to name those, are no longer in print. Mm, does that mean that there's nothing left to read when it comes to the hobby? No. You still have digital magazines out there that you can read, like National Communications Magazine or the Spectrum Monitor, okay? Two digital versions of magazines. Just because the print one went out doesn't mean there wasn't anything left, all right? Well, what about if your favorite restaurant closes? Does that mean you're going to starve to death because there's nothing left to eat? No. You're going to find something else to eat. You're going to find someplace else to go. This is the same argument I am making when it comes to encryption, okay? Hear me out. Again, I said tough love here. So what are some ways that we can work around this encryption here? Well, first of all, what about your neighboring county or closest city, right? Look outside your immediate geographical area. For example, my local police department, they're encrypted. So as I look to the east, one county... I can listen to them. I can listen to Suffolk County Police on their trunk system. Now, again, it's a little unknown right now because they're moving from a Type 2 system to a Motorola P25 system. So does that mean they're going to turn on encryption when things get settled over there? Could be. Could be not. We don't know. But in the meantime, again, 
we'll worry about that when the time comes. Because again, you can't sit in fear your entire life over what might happen and then not enjoying something for the now because it might be gone in a month. Look, we don't know. So here's the deal. I can look to the east. I can find Suffolk County and I can listen to them right now. I can listen to them on the new system. I can enjoy it while I got it. I can go to the west and I can listen to NYPD. Again, same story. You might be saying, hey, Phil, I heard NYPD might be going encrypted. I heard they have radios that can go encrypted. I hear that some frequencies have already gone encrypted. Yes, yes, and yes. But the majority of the dispatches, I I would say 97%, 98% of what goes on in NYPD is non-encrypt. It's still non-encrypt, and it's still analog, okay? So just because doom and gloom want to come into town doesn't mean that the end of the world is about to happen here. We've been hearing about NYPD encryption for years. I'll believe it when I see it. Do I believe it's coming? Truthfully, yeah, I think eventually NYPD is going to go encrypted. But I'll worry about that when the time comes. And even if they do encrypt, there's going to be something else to listen to. Yeah, you're not going to hear about the police. You're not going to hear SOD. You're not going to hear traffic. You're not going to hear this, that, and the other thing. You're right. You're not going to. Just like you're not going to hear now what's going on in your own backyard. I get it. But we have two words here we have to remember. Officer safety. Okay, look at things from the other perspective and maybe we'll understand why they do the things they do. It's not to keep us out. It's not to harm us, right? But again, you can make the argument for transparency. Again, let's step back. Let's not look at the the politics side of things. I'm going down a path because I'm getting excited over here. All right. So let's pretend your local police department encrypted. Okay, or maybe they are. We don't have to pretend. I don't have to pretend. But what else do I listen to? What else can you listen to? Well, if you're fortunate enough to have PD on either side of you or in other directions, north, south, east, or west that you can listen to, what about the local fire departments? Oh, I get it. You're not interested in listening to fire departments. I know. I understand. Maybe you are. That's great. But the fire departments can still get you information like, where a major accident is because they have to bring in a hearse tool or a rollover or a car fire or a major accident or a house fire or a building fire or a rescue, right? Those kinds of things typically in my neck of the woods happen over fire department dispatches. And yes, by the time the dispatcher comes on the air and gets information out there, they'll say, oh, PD is already on scene or whatever, right? You still know something was going on there. You still have an up and up. But what if you don't want to listen to everything that happens that goes on on the fire department? Well, maybe you can get a pager or set up your radio so that it only alerts for certain types of tones, like the heavy rescue tones or a water truck tone or or a tanker tone. There might be something very specific to just the major incidences that you have to be aware of when those major things happen. Like you're not going to put the chief's tones in because the chief goes out for everything. But like I said, maybe you'll put in the heavy rescue because they'll go out there if there is a rollover, okay? So understand how tones work. Again, if you got P25, that may not work for you, but it may. Unication pagers can work on analog and P25. And again, if you're interested in a unication page, you can reach out to me at phil at eastcoastpagers.com and we could talk about what might be a good solution in your area. Okay, what else can we listen to? Well, we can obviously look at radio reference and see there's other frequencies that are defined 
that are of interest. Now, again, Radio References database is community-driven. So if nobody's submitting, there's nothing there to look at. All right. I just went through an exercise with somebody that was in all, in Australia, and I was trying to help him understand scanning for the first time. And, of course, I go into the Australian section of Radio Reference, and it's pretty darn empty. Now, we do some searches on the Internet and find out there's other websites have got plenty of frequencies to listen to. So what does that tell you? Nobody's sending anything to Radio Reference for Australia. We know we can listen to stuff in Australia because we're listening on Broadcastify the fiber grades. So somebody's got to go and submit stuff for Australia. You understand what I'm saying here? Just because it's not there doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Again, just because it's not there in radio reference doesn't mean it doesn't exist in real life. Okay, what else? You can search the bands and maybe we'll find security. And again, security can let you know if there's an issue in a gated community, in a golf course, in a mall, in a school, in a venue, right? Security is not just, hey, Johnny, I'm eating a sandwich, right? You may listen to something and hear something that may tip you off that something is going on, such as a concert and people are getting injured or overdosing or getting hurt or they're trying to break down the gate to get in, those kinds of things. Even if you listen to, say, like Department of Public Works, because they can cue you into issues with pothole repairs, which lead to traffic issues, lane closures, snow clearing, even water or sewer breaks. Again, those are things that are kind of newsworthy that you may see on the morning reports. So, again, to get a jump on those, yes, you're not hearing about the armed robbery as it happens, but you're still listening to other things that you'd also be getting on the police bands because, again, you don't think they're going to send out a police car to block a lane of traffic? I think they would if there was a water main break or even worse, a sewer break. Don't forget, too, since we're talking about roads and conditions, don't forget about others that are on the road during their morning commute. Now, I know some of you are going to cringe here, but some of you also understand. Amateur radio at GMRS repeaters are busy during the morning and evening commutes because you get guys that are commuting into work and they know that their friends are commuting to work and they jump on the radio to talk to their friends. And of course, part of talking with your friends is complaining about the traffic. So that may be of interest to you if you're trying to figure out what is going on on the roads in the morning. And of course, not to discount CB if that is also active where you live. Also, listen to tow companies because they will let you know if there's any traffic issues and accidents to worry about as well. And of course, as ridiculous as it sounds, but they are so entertaining. And I don't mean that sarcastically, even though it kind of came out that way. Bus companies. Because some of the bus drivers will complain like it is the most inconvenient thing in the world that... Bobby and Billy are going to be late getting picked up today, and somebody better get on the phone and call their parents before they get screamed at. Or to call the school, or to call here, or to say, oh, my transmission is not working anymore. So, again, bus companies can be pretty entertaining in the morning if you come to think about it. All right, well, what about aviation? Again, many radio and TV stations still get traffic reports from the eyes in the skies. Look out for frequencies, common frequencies in your area that are used by the media. 
So here's a hint for you. In my area, the same traffic service is in touch with multiple radio stations. I mean FM broadcast radio stations. Morning shows, news stations, right? Talk stations. So if you listen to that one helicopter frequency, you will hear them repeat the same broadcast to every other radio channel if they talk to the DJ. And you may also get updates sooner. Rather than parking your your car's stereo on one channel, you may actually, when listening to the helicopter, get updates quicker because they are now giving the next report to the next station. And again, every 10 minutes, they go back to the, to the top of the list and they look at the next, you know, the first station and they go down the whole list that way as well. So that is a way of kind of keeping up on what's going on in the traffic world here. Again, aviation should not be encrypted. Okay, what about the railroads here? Railroads typically aren't encrypted either. And listening to railroads would certainly cue you in if a car or an object, another vehicle, is stuck on the tracks. Or if there's a derailed train or trains have collided or even worse, people are struck by trains. Again, these are locations in times of incidences where PD and FD would be dispatched, right? Even the power company could be dispatched. You don't know, right? If a car hits a telephone pole. There's other ways of finding out the same information and getting out there and finding them by thinking outside the box is a way to do it. But like we said before, the secrets are in the searches. We've said that plenty of times in the past. There is so much more, so much more to listen to besides what is defined on websites like Radio Reference. Remember, Radio Reference is a community-driven website. The community has to submit information to the database in order for it to be there. Radio Reference doesn't allow you to take a dump of the FCC website or whatever governing body would publicize frequencies in your country and just submit them. They've got to be verified and they have to be verified as being in use, right? And I'm kind of running through that right now where we're staging out a new trunk system here and adding new sites. And those sites aren't quite yet on the air, but we already know what the trunk system control channels are for those sites, but we can't add them because they're not turned on yet. They're not active. So, again, radio reference is community-driven. And if everybody in your county or your area is listening to the same 15 frequencies and nobody's thinking outside the box, then nothing extra gets added. So now, after the break, we'll show you, show you, how you can easily find more frequencies to listen to besides what is published in the public domain. Did you know there are ways to help support the Scanner School podcast that doesn't take any time or any extra money on your part? If you go to scannerschool.com support, you will find we have several ways that you can continue to do your online shopping and help support us. We have links to Amazon. If you click on our link before you go to Amazon, anything you buy from there will help support Scanner School. Now, if you're in a market for a brand new scanner, an antenna, other accessories, we have links to Scanner Master, where you can not only purchase a scanner and accessories, but you can also get your radio programmed. And by clicking on our link before you buy, 
you are helping to support the podcast. Now, if you're in the market for software, we have links to Butel. And if you want something new to you, we also have links to eBay. Again, just go to scannerschool.com support before you make your purchases, and you are helping to support Scanner School at no additional cost to you. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealers serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every Scanner Reader user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 phase one and phase two in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR type one and type two. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware or even just make some changes and you don't understand how the system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely, and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. Okay, so scanning is an audible medium, right? We hear it. We listen to our scanners. Now, you can make the argument that we might look at our displays. We might see the frequency and the signal strength. Look at our alpha tags and our talk groups. But as far as a, as a medium goes, as an entertainment tool, as a tool for your business or for your hobby or for what you do. I say I originally said entertainment tool. I'm trying to back my way out of that bag now because some people use their scanners as part of keeping other people safe 
or knowing what's going on to get the jump on things because they are in the public safety realm. Okay. So hopefully I, 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 <laughs> I pull myself out of that one. You'll write to me about everything else, but not hopefully what I talked about here now. But listen, scanning is one dimensional. It's audible, right? If we aren't tuned into it, we don't hear it. This is what I'm saying here. It's, it's, it's a listen type of hobby for most of us or most of you. Not for me. And I'm going to explain why. What happens if we pull the curtain back? What happened if I gave you a pill that gives you the superhuman ability to see the RF spectrum and you can look through the air and see each frequency and and kind of understand who's on it, right? What would that do to you and the scanner radio hobby? You'd be looking at everything. This kind of reminds me of a scene from one of my daughter's favorite movies, although she now doesn't like it as much anymore. But it's an old Disney Tim Burton movie called A Nightmare Before Christmas. The lead character is Jack Skellington. Obviously, from that name, you could tell he's a skeleton, right? And he's seeing Christmas Town for the very first time. See, he lived in Halloween Town, and all he knows is Halloween. Everything around him is spooky and and gore and those kinds of things, right? Again, you think in Tim Burton movie here, right? But when he sees Christmas Town, he discovers there's more to what's out there besides what is in front of him at most times in, in Halloween Town. In his excitement, he discovers all these new things while touring Christmas Town, and he would exclaim over and over again, what's this? What's this? A whole song around it. What's this? What's this? So this is what happens now when we are able to see the RF landscape that is around us. We tune the signals into something that you can physically look at on your computer's display. We see spikes. We see waterfall. We see every time somebody keys up. And our first reaction is, what's this? What's this? Because now we have a frequency that just pops up. And we can see it even though we're not tuned to it. And then we could click on it and then listen to it. Right? It's being able to instantly tune into a frequency that we see so we can hear it. This is the magic of what happens when you plug in a software-defined radio to your computer, your Windows, your Linux, your Mac OS devices, even a Raspberry Pi. The ability to see the RF landscape opens up an entirely new world to you. Once you find a new frequency that you saw originally on your waterfall or your scope in your SDR receiver, then we start looking at it and trying to figure out who what and where who is this you may never really know exactly if they don't identify as saying this is johnny b's towing but you might know close enough that it's a tow company it's a bus company it's a security company it's a police force a school district etc what are they talking about are they talking about accidents on the road are they talking about picking up johnny and billy from school are they talking about a shop lifter and having to call the police the next question is where, and eventually you'll pick up a street name, a store name, a location, a part of a parking area, right? A gate, if it's a venue. You'll also notice, too, that maybe these frequencies are only active when there's a home team playing, right? These, these are things that can cue you in as to what it is you're listening to, who they are, what they're talking about, right? Unknown frequencies. This is 
like peeling back the onion, like understanding what's going on around you. This is what makes the hobby really fun. Yes, listening to something that used to be encrypted was really fun too. But when you start really diving into it and learning what's around you, it's a whole new world out there. All of a sudden, you end up slipping down this slope that is like, again, what's this? What's this? So now you've got a new frequency, but it's digital noise. Well, now what? Well, let me tell you a little story. I was able to tune that frequency in with DSD Plus, again, free software out there, and there's paid versions of it well. But I was able to pop that frequency in and understand that it was a DMR system. And of course, DST Plus told me it was a DMR system. It also told me there was other frequencies out there because it was saying, hey, go to channel 2, go to channel 3, go to channel 5. Okay, I know I need to find those channels now. I jump on radio reference. I look online for that frequency and it tells me it's part of a school district. It also tells me it's, it's this. It tells me it's that. Well, I think it might be the school district. Let's just start there. Because that might be the most fun thing to listen to. So I look at that call sign in the FCC database that came up with that frequency. And I find out, hey, there's four other frequencies here. Huh. We might be onto something. Because I know I need to know at least three to continue. What's with that fourth one? I don't know yet. Well, we'll, we'll look at that. So I sit down for a few hours with a piece of paper and a pencil. And I write down these frequencies and I put them in an order. And I put it into DSD Plus and I build out the system in DSD Plus as I have it on paper. And I watch the radio and it says, go to channel one. I don't hear anything. Okay. I put a line through that one. I know that that one is not channel one. I replace it with another frequency. All of a sudden, the radio goes, go to channel one. And I hear voice. Oh, that's a checkbox. I now discovered what channel one is in the system. And I repeat the process for channel three and five. Okay. I go through the exercise here, and all of a sudden now, I've got a brand new DMR trunk system that was not in radio reference, and I figured it out, and it was pretty fun to do because you're discovering what's going on. You're, you're figuring out what isn't there, but what else did I find out here? Remember that last frequency that I said we were going to hold on to for a second? Well, that frequency has got LRRP data on it. That's basically... All the school buses in the district pinging out telemetry, where they're located, GPS, their heading, their speed, and their unit IDs. And again, by using a map program called LRRP that's in the DSD Plus utility suite, I'm now plotting out all the school buses in the district. So now not only am I listening to them, but I am watching them as well. You couldn't do that on a scanner. You couldn't look at their GPS waypoints. But now I'm picking them up. So what else was out there that I was looking at as I was just tuning around on the system on an afternoon? Well, I found another trunk system, DMR, that's listed as some private user. So I'm going to put that in for a while and I'm going to take a listen and, and see if anybody's using it. Or is it just one guy using it for himself? At one point, I found somebody that had a DMR system that they were using for a buff system and they were rebroadcasting out the fire local fire communications channel. Now that's interesting. Of course, somebody made a mention of it on a website and they went encrypted, but that's besides the point. Listen, I've also found a frequency of what I believe to be the local psychiatric hospital. That's in the next County over 
Well, I believe it to be because when I look it up on the SEC website, that's where it comes back to. I haven't heard anything on there yet. I haven't listened long enough. But maybe they're encrypted. Maybe they're not. Maybe it's somebody completely different. But the fact is I've got this frequency now written down that I can go back to later and just leave it on the background and maybe I'll be surprised by what I hear. You see, it's exciting to find new things on the scanner. The secrets truly are in the searches and being able to see, physically see what is around you on your computer screen using a software-defined radio makes the hobby that much more enjoyable. Now, even if you're not encrypted, Still being able to see what's around you is pretty fun because there's even more to discover than what you already know, right? That's what we're trying to get at here. So let's think about it this way. Way before we had the internet to share things in near real time, we had books, phone books, but they had frequencies in them, right? What happens if before things go to print, a police department changes frequencies? It's too late. The book's already with the printer. You can't say, hey, stop the presses. No, the book goes out with wrong information. Or what happens after six months? The departments change frequencies. Hey, again, the book goes out with wrong information. Well, the book is already out with wrong information. Well, you'd have to go buy your local two-way shop or maybe get a fax or get a letter from the publisher and say, hey, here's the two sheets of updates for you. Or you've got to wait for the next edition to come out next year or two years or five years down the line, right? Because sometimes they don't publish yearly and sometimes they say, well, this wasn't profitable, so we're not going to print again. All right. What happened in those days? Well, some days it's just fun to hit the search banks. Some days you look and see what's going on around your neighborhood. What can I listen to today? Where where should I listen? Right? This is how we learned what was out there. This is how then we figure out, hey, maybe I'll submit this information to the publisher of that book because I found a new frequency. Well, today we submit that to Radio Reference. That's how we build that database. But somebody's got to find and confirm these frequencies in order for them to be published. And again, how do we find these frequencies? Well, the most fun way to do so is by visually seeing them on our computers because then we can go, what's this? What's this? What's this? Now, if you want to be able to find new things because they're on a computer screen, which makes it a lot easier to search for things, check out our two brand new software-defined radio courses. You can sign up for free and upgrade to the advanced course by going to courses.scannerschool.com. Again, you can find out more about our basic course to get you started and the advanced course, which are paid by going to courses.scannerschool.com. Okay, again, thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast and allowing me to stand on a soapbox for a while here. But again, you can check out all the session notes online by going to scannerschool.com slash session 173. And again, I am looking for more guests. If you want to be a guest on a podcast, please reach out to me. Scannerschool.com, go to the top, click on be a guest and fill out the form on there. I'd love to have you on the podcast. And also remember... Our goal here is to help as many people as possible with their scanners. And we can only do that with your help. So if you would share this podcast with somebody else that you know that is interested in the scanner radio hobby, that will help us help them with the hobby as well. And again, if you have any questions, make sure you fill out the form at scannerschool.com slash ask. We are more than happy 
to help you answer your scanner radio questions. So again, my name is Phil Lichtenberger, and this is Scanner School. We teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73.